Hello everybody, it's a grand final podcast with Jimmy Newburn and David Redden in our weekly NRL podcast, which we've done all this year. James Newburn, a very good morning to you, sir. Morning, Mr Redden, mate. Yeah, it's uh, certainly, hopefully, hopefully no more COVID cases up there. Um, yes. To further, further reduce the crowd, but yeah, it's, it's always an exciting time, the grand final, and I guess for, for the two teams, it would have been nice to play Sydney, it would have been a, a, a pretty good, a, a good atmosphere anywhere, but, but two Sydney sides and one of the obviously the oldest, or the second oldest, you can call them the oldest, but don't count the couple of years they were there. Um, went there about 20 years ago, I guess. Makes make sure Chooks the, the oldest side or the longest side, but um, yes, yeah, that's the new foundation term. And, and Penrith certainly, um, probably the best, or equally the best side in the last two years. I guess they can win it. And in Melbourne, the last two years have, have dominated, so um, I think yeah, close game, but yeah, exciting time. Indeed, and there's a certain uh, disappointment in Jimmy Newburn's voice, and when we go through the preliminary final results, you'll find out why. Friday night at Lang Park last week, the Rabbits 36 pretty much um, put the cleanest for Manly 16. Uh, I thought the Rabbits were impressive, but Jimmy, both Manly and Melbourne chose the wrong weekend to play one of their poorer games in the last couple of months. Uh, the Seagulls just weren't quite right on the night. I think that's a fair, that's a fair summary of the game. Yeah, I think Manly are, are good when they've got momentum and, and they're on top, I guess. Yeah, the, the disallowed try, which the, the two disallowed tries were, were the right decisions, but um, the argument about the obstruction rule these days is, is another thing, but it was the right call under how they've been ruling it. But um, if it merely go to six all, I don't know, it, it's potentially just gets them on the front foot and, and so it happens. South went up the other end and scored and made it 12 nil, and, and went merely when they're behind. By ten plus, they, they panicked a bit. But they, they sort of panicked, but they just yeah, they're a bit more frantic and yeah, they'll, they'll sort of out of it once South on the other end of score. And same thing happened when Turbo dropped the ball over the line. South went up the other end of score, so sort of a couple of twelve point plays there, and yeah, they're out of it by half time. Um, they came back in the second half a little bit, but, but South had taken the foot off by then, and, which probably made the score a, a little bit more respectable. But um, yeah, South was sort of in great final mode by then, just to conserve themselves and. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it a win because Manly scored the last couple of tries of the game. I don't know if that works. But... No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't Jimmy, Manly came after a, a poor start to the season after some escapades at the Corso. And if you've ever been to the Corso late at night, there's lots of escapades at the Corso late at night. Late at night. Um, have what? What's the what's the skinny on where Manly have looked to recruit it or Has Sully signed at St George or is that not confirmed? And is there anybody that you know of who'll be coming into where Maroon and White next year that's um, um, worth mentioning? I think it's going to be pretty much pretty much a scare. I don't know that there'll be too many changes. Obviously, they've still got Turbo, Turbo and Jake had their contracts upgraded recently, and then DC still on, on the decent decent way. But I don't, I don't see too many changes. Suley, I think, has signed um, with St George and. While Suli is a damaging ball run, the first half on Friday night probably showed you why he hasn't had, a sock, hasn't had too much of a look in. The huge defence is horrible. And he he made a few good runs in the second half. It, it runs at 30 points down, 25 points down. Don't, um, don't mean a whole hope, really. Ralphie's um, first half, he sort of gave up a couple of tries and whatnot and sort of showed why, why they've played. Brad Parker ahead of him all year, um, just with Parker's defensive things. Um, he can get his defence right. He's just said he's a damaging ball runner, but um, yeah, I don't think there'll be much else. I think Kieran Four will go around again. I think he was on. I think it was a two-year contract he signed. Um, 
probably rely on Desi just to get the best out of these young fellas and then Nola Karad, guys like Nola Karad and Schuster and, and whatnot of yep. um, Sean Kepi, they've had another year of first grade or some of the first year, some of the second year of first grade, so... Well, I think I think side they'll be better again. I think just just with the just sheer fact of the experience, um, yep. they're probably backing on the one thing they are backing on is from Big Money's faded with his court case. Uh, just the, the saga that keeps dragging on. COVID's obviously not over that situation either with, with the court system lagging further and further behind. So that uh, impact would be unbelievable. Croker did a fantastic. I think Croker's done a pretty good job. But Croker has, but the the the. the the, the the other situation that you mentioned, yeah, if that can be sorted out, it is looking promising for him. It looks like there's been some porkies told somewhere along the line. Though I think one thing we need to, I, I want to mention, is that Kepi going out with an HIA and not coming back really affected Manly because Kepi's been in excellent form. He's not necessarily a match winner, but he does set an excellent platform um, yeah, for, for Manly. Yeah, the week before, the... Um the, the Roosters game, he was probably their best player, almost their best player, apart from, uh, sort of probably Turbo. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting one, that HIA. So you see sort of the, the week before the Penrith Paragon, the trainer on straight out stops the game when he probably shouldn't have. And, um, yeah, Kepi sort of got knocked out and they played three tackles and they actually almost scored over the top of him. Um, yeah, he was in Gargoyle there for three or four tackles. And if that had been a try, it would have been very interesting to see what would have come out of the media that why the, why the game wasn't stopped instantly. I think the referee... I think has got the power to stop the game if he can see someone's clearly in before the training comes out. Well, yeah, he does. And, oh, and Kepi was clearly out of it. Um, oh, it was that was that. Plus the three tackles, so. it, there's no question the game should have been stopped. If we're talking about two opposite ends of the spectrum, the Penrith the Penrith player, I think it was Mitch Kenny, had a crook ankle, and I, you know, yeah. no, no doubt, I'm not suggesting it wasn't a serious injury, but his equilibrium was fine. He was mentally had his acuity and was lucid. Sean Kepi was might as well have been in Anaheim or Orlando at Disneyland or Disney World. That's where he was, and it's a perfect example of where the game should have been stopped instantaneously. Um, I'm going to talk a bit in a second about the Super League. I've just seen something else happen then on the telly a few minutes ago, but yeah, let's just hope that people can get together and get this right. Um, managing head injuries is a major issue now, as you know. So, um, but Kepi was in absolute gaga land, and I was not surprised. When he was ruled out, but it hurt Manly desperately. Well, they, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was, um, it was just that. Yeah, the, the three tackles, or four tackles, and one or two tackles, and um, luckily Manly held the South player up. I think, um, but yeah, the, the person that he actually went around was Kepi because he was in Gargoyle and he had just clutching his drawers and probably saw six figures in front of him and just grabbed at one of them. But um, yeah, if that had been a try, it would have been a whole new level. I think in a semi-final, when the play should play should have been stopped, but. Um, yeah, as as, he, as yours is a loss, he was yeah. As I said, he was best on ground almost against the Roosters and a huge loss. Probably met Marty and Marty to power and and Pasaka and those guys had to play those bigger minutes, which which probably didn't help either. As his rotations, to power was probably intended to come on twenty twenty five minutes in, he had to come on five minutes in, so just sort of threw everything out. And, and obviously, South was just too good, South. Yes, yeah, pretty good football side. Yes, Adam, they are. Adam sort of played traffic off half hour. He's grown warmed up. Cody Walker did what Cody does. And, um, yeah, they, oh, they are missing Latrell, but they're not missing him anywhere near as much as, as what everyone thought and me and everyone else thought. So, um, they're that, tough. Like, tough to do pretty well. Can I ask a question about you? We've spoken quite a bit about the fact that you got into playing your beloved rugby league this year for Lakes United. Um uh, did you see, if you're able to comment on this, please, just go a bit off track. 
Did you see any instances when you were at the rugby league this year where players were uh, con- uh, possibly concussed, even in, at, at your level, which without being disrespectful, you, you're playing thirsty thirds or even going up in the high grades. Did you see instances where um, players were potentially concussed and how was it handled? Are you able to comment on that? I'm not asking for an opinion on the way it was handled, but was was there a game stoppage? What what actually happened in, in situations with lakes? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a similar thing. Like, it's a, it, the, the, referee, the referee, first and foremost, if they can see a player sort of reeling out of a tackle, they, they, to me, they stop play, and they, and they do. Um, we had we had a, a guy on our side there, once he come off, come off uh, in a stoppage in play, and basically just the decision's out of the coach's hand. It's, it's pretty much no, he's no good, and, and the coach is on. There's no pressure put on put on the tra- put on our trainers um, to say no, no, no. We need him to go back on. It's it's even at our level, it's, it's player safety first, and the sport should be really, especially at our level. It, it, people will go home to jobs and families and things, and, and things like that. You don't get paid to play footy, but um, yeah, the clubs on the front foot. The club does a pretty good job. Well, does a really good job. If, if someone's not right, they, the, the trainers will make the, the call. It won't be it's taken out of the coach's hands. Obviously, the coach will want the player to go back on, but, but the coach will also agree with the trainer. It's, the trainer's the expert in the field. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty much yeah, it. Trainer feels that she had too much a head knock or, or whatever else, and no, no, sit down, you're not, not going to go back on. So it's, um, and, and you, you've got to go on the safer side. Um, yes, you do. These days, it's just not uh, as much as you been on the same side as the coach and as a, as a, as a player um, inside I've played in over the years. Yeah, it's just, and, and back, in, back in the day, you probably just try and get him back on at all costs. Now, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, any sort of signs of. of of the wobble, wobbliness, um, slow speech, all that sort of stuff. It's just not quite, quite safe and, and see we go through the week for potential a week off or we'll see how bad you feel at the end of the game. Yes, there's a few protocols we follow, I guess, with with symptoms and headaches and, and all that over the, the next few days before we resume training and that and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's satisfied. Can't speak for the other clubs. We're starting late scale. They do a fantastic job at it and, and, and need to be. You need to be um, at all levels. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I hope you don't mind. I really would, wanted to drill down to that one. I, I thought it was extremely important to discuss it. Um, the other game that was played um, was an, another interesting game. This was a much closer game of football. Melbourne will be kicking themselves because they had a wounded Panthers and they should have actually dissected them, and they didn't. Penrith's defence was unbelievably good. Ten um, six. What more can you say? Penrith played good football. Melbourne didn't. They kept on turning the ball over. It was a most un-Melbourne-like performance. I saw some um, a couple of people who I trust in um, on, in sport on Facebook saying the difference that, that Cameron Smith probably would have made there. You know, he's retired and so forth. But look, they also had injuries. The cheese went down. That really affected them. Um, and as much as they tried to get back, they couldn't. But overall, Penrith um, hung on to win. Um, I will talk about. I'm not going to talk as much as we did about Manly and Rabbits this one, but a, a close, tight preliminary final with a superb defensive performance, actually from both sides. Melbourne's defence was also superb. Yeah, intensive game. It's um, yeah, compared to the, the game the night before, um, it's, it, and proper rugby league fans will, will, won't won't mind a 10-6 game or like defensive game. Can be just as exciting as a, as a game with eight or nine tries for, for a lot of people, and I, I yeah, the bits that I can 
ball through the game. Well, yeah, Penrith, they got out of that lead and just, just hang on. I think 10 0 and Storm got that one back. But um, yeah, the, the injuries and whatnot, the couple of guys getting rid of for Melbourne um, through the game, especially Brandon Smith, who's been awesome all year. That probably probably didn't help. And as we spoke about with Manly, with Cappy, with, with the rotations, it just throws the rotations out, I guess. And, um, yeah, the, the Panthers. Despite all their injuries, they just keep turning up, and then they've, they've done a fantastic job. But I mean, they're still wounded this week, obviously going into, into tomorrow's game. But um, probably a popular result for a lot of people, lot of New South Wales people, I guess, with, with the Storm finally not making the grand final. And, and in a way, it's a shame looking at the season they've had for them not to play in the grand final. But at the same time, it's it, the season doesn't finish at the end of round like it does in the. In the European soccer and, and whatnot, it's it's not first past the post. It's, it's a whole new game in the finals, and they couldn't quite get it done. I think I mentioned last week they've been known to sort of fall over, not known to fall over, but a couple of times where they've been red hot favourites in prelims that they have missed out. So that's right. Um, and yeah, Penrith bit of revenge from the, the year before. Obviously, it doesn't reverse a grand final result, but it, it gives them a little bit more satisfaction, I guess, that they've they've knocked out the team that beat them last year. So again, gives them another crack. Um, similar, so I guess to. To ninety ninety one when they, they went lost one then one one all bird against the same side so um, yeah half their luck Penrith well done um, Ed, Ed Bellamy probably got a bit of work to do in the off season obviously then probably going to miss a few players um, Munster uh, the cheese and I think Chris Lewis are probably going to miss the first few rounds um, through club slash NRL suspension with the Mad Monday um, incident where they allowed someone in to, to, with a camera phone which is always going to end in tears uh, no matter what the uh, situation so um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably their, their major mistake it's something that, uh, and as Lady said it's probably a society thing it's not so much a rugby league thing but the, the fact that they've allowed cameras in some peacock to um, to film and get it out on, on social media through Snapchat and whatnot um, that's, that's probably the bigger mistake but, um, yeah and Bellamy obviously of a disciplinarian and um, very interesting to, to see what he, what he would have had to say. He broke a couple of hours before the Dally M, so he probably had to sit at a table with him at the Dally M without actually having to address the situation with him. So the days following that might have been very interesting at, um, at the Storm offices. Uh, I would have thought so. Um, yeah, uh, I won't add too much more on that. It, 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 it's out there in public. I just can't believe that people go on and film those things. It, 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 they're just out for trouble. And I just, uh, there's a word that sometimes we use. It starts with G. Um, and there's some people out there that are, are, are that particular thing. I, anyway, I'll leave it at that. I, people are, should be, yeah, for footballers have a different set of rules because that's the way it is. I understand that. But yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I've, I have some sympathies for the players involved, to be quite honest with you. Jimmy. Well, in, the, in the end, Redders, to be honest, they're, they're mid-20-year-old men. I said it's, it's unfortunately something that happens in society. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a society whole thing. It's, not a, it's, just, it's just these guys, obviously, they're known people. And, and when you let people into a room that you don't maybe not know or don't trust as much, um, yeah, they just want to go there. They've got no issue to get it out there. It probably makes, try makes some money. I assume that whoever's released, it's probably... Made a few few dollars off a few media outlets um, and whatnot. That yeah, that yeah, not not a great thing. But yeah, players are stupid enough, I guess, to, to allow it happen. To allow the um, people that don't trust two days after they've been knocked out or a day after they've been knocked out, well, probably a little bit of blame there as well. 
On to the grand final tomorrow night at half past seven. Uh, this game scheduled for Lang Park. Jimmy, we must discuss that <laughs> at this stage. Anast- if Anastasia gets some bad results, God only knows what's going to happen. I don't think they can move the grand final to Townsville now this weekend. I think it's too close. Um, w- w- the thing is, Penrith would be praying for a week's delay because they would be, and we're going to discuss this in a minute, that would give them an enormous opportunity. South would be wanting to have it played tomorrow. Um, but anyway, at this stage, half past seven tomorrow night at Lang Park in Brisbane. The Penrith Football Club at fullback Dylan Edwards uh, on the wing, Stephen Crichton and Brian Toor. The centres are Paul Momorowski and Matt Burton. The halves, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Their forwards, the props, Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris. Hooker, Abby Corusau. The second rowers, William Kikau and Kurt Capewell and the Lockies, Isaiah Yeo. They're 14 through 17 are Tyrone May, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Lee New, who was superb last week, and Liam Martin. The South Sydney Football Club. At fullback, Blake Taff. The wingers, Alex Johnson and Jackson Polo. The centres, Dane Gagai in his last game for Souths and Campbell Graham. The halves for Souths, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds. The props for Souths, Mark Nichols and Tavita Tatola. Hooker, Damien Cook. The second rowers, Kayon Koloa Matangi, Jaden Su'a and Cameron Murray's the lock. 14 through 17, Benji Marshall, Jacob Host, Tom Burgess, and Jai Arrow. Jimmy, over to you. Um, I, In fact, no, first, often you go first. I'll, I'll have a crack here. I'm sorry, I think Penrith are too wounded, despite the fact that I'm not a huge Rabbits fan. My brain tells me that the Rabbits are six to eight point favourites, and I'm actually going to tip them, despite that goes going against every bone in my body. Um, but I think the Rabbits have had a terrific run in the finals, they're not nearly as wounded as the other mob, with the possible exception of Adam Reynolds. And I I just, Penrith have got so many players that are under injury clouds, I'm just worried about them. Jimmy Newburn. Yeah, I've, I've, I've changed my mind 15 times through the week. And, um, yeah, I, I, again, I think, it's a, I think it's a great matchup, South and Penrith. A little bit, in a way, refreshing for a lot of people. That, like, it's the first time since 2015 that either the Roosters or Storm haven't been there, so it's, it's a little bit of a different grand final when it's an old Sydney grand final. So, um, I, I've ended up landing on South as well. South, I think I've gone South by six points. Um, but, wow, uh, you and I are the same. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a bit of a worry. Um, <laughs> Get stuffed. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. You've got, I guess you've got a couple of the 50-point games. No one's won after conceding 50. South's done it twice. Um, the things that build against them, they've conceded 50 twice. The trial gets suspended. And, um, they somehow still come into a grand final and, and into a 50-50 game. Um, Wayne Bennett's 10th grand final as a coach is 7-2 at the moment. That's just an unbelievable record. And um, Yeah, Bellamy obviously is, is there as, as, as the, one of the coaches of the most recent times since he's been at the Storm with all these grand finals, well, all these legitimate grand finals recently anyway. Um, Bennett, just yeah, to, to Bennett, Jack Gibson, those sort of coaches, Bennett to go to 10 grand finals with, with four different clubs um, to, to try and win it with a third club. Um, it's absolutely incredible um, performance from him at whatever age he is. It's like weekend at Bernie sometimes watching him wheel into the press conferences and up in the corporate box. Um, <laughs> Um, Very good. It might be be a weekend at Bernie's situation. You can't tell half the time, but um, unless he's dancing in the change rooms with with Benji Marsh, which 
for more reports, uh, yeah, the, 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 the teams that the guys that play under him think it's unbelievable. So it's, it would be unbelievable thing to be coached by, by a guy like him. And he's a different person in the media. He, he knows how to play things. Um, he's got all the experience in the world. So um, the, the benefactor, I think, has been a big part of getting them to, the, to where they are with, with the things that have gone against them this year, especially with Latrell and, and the 50-point games. But And, and Ivan Cleary, on the other side, Ivan Cleary is probably one of the smartest minds in the game as well. But... But he's uh, he's the third highest games without a grand final win as a coach of all time. So the, the talk about a month ago was is he is starting to become the next Brian Smith? So Brian Smith obviously six hundred and fifty something games, four grand final losses. Is he desired clear he's potentially third grand final? I think it is. Um, the Warriors Warriors in twenty eleven and then this year, no, last year and this year is a three. If he loses this year, it'd be three losses, and he's he's nearly at four hundred games as a coach. So. Um, yeah, third, third all-time of games without a premiership as a coach, so the pressure will start to build on him as well um, if he can't get it done. But up against the master in, in, in Wayne Bennett, but um, so this, the injuries of Penrith have got to got to um, they've got to come into it at some point. Like Dylan Edwards with his foot, um, Brian Toto with his ankle, Fisher Harris with his knee, um, Leota's calf. Uh, it's a pretty important players. I know they've got cover, but I know Dylan Edwards and Toto compared to Staines and Nate. I know the two that you prefer to be on the side. Toto's just unbelievable. He played with that ankle last last week and still ran for 200-odd metres. It's just an unbelievable effort. Dylan Edwards, I think it showed when South beat him in week one. Um, what they missed with him, Stephen Crichton's a good fullback, but he's a better centre wing. Peter Pangai, I got a mid-season signing. He uh, ruled himself out for more reports early in the week. He possibly could have been right, but he didn't want to... Disrupt the preparation, so allowed. I think Lenu was going to be the one that probably missed out for, for Pangai. Yep. Uh, done the right. He's, he's done the done the team thing, and uh, which for Pangai, we're looking at him in Brisbane, didn't look like he he'd be sort of the team sort of player, especially team he's come in late just for, for half a season contract. But to allow Lenu is a, is a local junior to play um, and to prepare as if he's going to play, not have, not having any said that he might miss out. Um, so it's a pretty good thing. So. Um, but yeah, just, just those injuries and going into a grand final it can't be healthy. As you said, it's the game of your postponement that Penrith gets to love them. Oh, God, um, yes, Jimmy. That, that's the key thing. Penrith will be praying, and I know this sounds awful, Penrith will be praying that Anastasia pulls the trigger because the, the, what happens is Pangai Jr. is an outside chance, but Soren, I'll give you some of the list of the injuries that I know of, Jimmy. And I'm not an insider in NRL, perhaps nearly as much as you are. Not perhaps I'm not. But Sorensen's coming back from a crook, uh, a dislocated wrist. Fisher Harris has got a knee. William Kickow's got, I think, a left calf issue or left ankle. Cleary's got a crook shoulder, and I'm absolutely convinced that he'll be having surgery in the next four days. Toto's got a, a guy, he was in a moon boot and on a wheelchair earlier in the week, and Edwards has got a right leg problem. So there's some of your real Jets and Luai's been concussed recently and has not been the same player since he got injured in the second Origin game. So, you know, there's a huge amount going to fall on the um, shoulders of blokes like Capel and Yo. And I just, the, the way that Arrow has played since his um, state of origin uh, sleepover situation, he's, he's been unbelievable. Uh, Burgess is playing excellent football off the bench. Murray is a far better foot. He just Murray doesn't look like he's going to be the most a, a dominant player, but he is. Kalama Tangi will play for New South Wales shortly. He's a serious player, and Mark Nichols is what I would describe as a very competent first grade prop. 
And Dame, oh, I'm looking forward to watching Cook and Coruscant, particularly running against dead Marines running back. I just want to watch them because they're both electric. I think Coruscant, Manly would love to have Coruscant there, certainly when he played there, but Cook's outstanding. Um, and I just, I think it'll be a good game, but those injuries, South Sydney have had a dream run. Win first week, beat, and that's interesting also, Jimmy, is that this is a repeat of the first final, which often doesn't happen. They've just had a dream run. Um, they'll be wanting to play tomorrow. And I just, I think they're too, they're, they're, the, the lack of injured players that we know of, I think it's going to play a huge difference, particularly late. Despite Penrith's heroics, I can just see the Rabbits winning by six to eight. They've only got Reynolds, I think, carrying the groin, and, and we saw last week he can he can play with it. And as it wasn't warmed up, he was yes. he wasn't hampered by it early in the second half, and, and he had his first kick for touch at about the thirty or thirty five minutes. I think he had his first infield kick, so he's he's the one. He, he's the only one that, that I can see that, that's carrying that, and obviously Latrell burned out suspended, but other than that, they're, they're absolutely full strength. Um, Alex Johnson needs one for the most tries in a season by South play, which. Again, a hundred fifteen year old club, um, unbelievable effort from him to um, to break. He's breaking all sorts of records for both. It was probably told, it was told I think last year was it that he wasn't required for next year, and and that for whatever the fans rightly so kicked up a stink, and then, then they resigned him. He's just scored tries to try twenty eight tries. I think it does him in like twenty seven, twenty eight each for the year. So um, yeah, the, the just to go back the, as you mentioned the battle of hookers and the halves. Like, Yes. Coruscant versus Cook and Reynolds Walker versus Cleary Lewis. Just yeah, that's that's where you that's the forwards will set the platform. It's what those guys can do off the back of it. If it just says tired, those tired forwards are happy or happy or Damien Cook gets going, they can do some serious damage up the middle. And Cook has been probably oh, the player of Cook's game never poor, but for his own standard, he'd been poor most of the year. But he was unbelievable last week as well against Mary. He's just that quick off the mark. The old the old beach grid. Um, beach sprinting from his early younger days just off the first 10 metres when he runs just lightning quick and that's where he catches people out and the tired the big tired forwards and this Penrith these guys that are carrying a few little niggles if they're half an inch late um, Cook will just Cook will notice it from W half he'll go so when Warren Ryan and David Morrow used to commentate on the ABC radio, I listened to them religiously, and they would both talk about hookers that could expose. They called them dead marines. People just getting back slowly to the line, to the to the defensive line. And Cook and Coruscant are really expert at it. And the thing with Cook is, a lot of hookers uh, can get you over five or ten meters. Damien Cook is actually quick over fifty meters, and that's where he sets apart. He can. He's not just nippy. He's actually quick. He's got terrific footwork off both feet, both both feet, and uh, he, to a certain extent, he's a little to a certain extent changed the way that hookers play because of his actual pure speed. And you wonder whether more people will look at that and say, right, I will wonder if there's blokes with the ball skills that are running around that are, are, are versatile enough to be able to put in at nine. So, look, um, Jimmy and I have both gone for the rabbits there, despite that going against every bone in my body. But it, this is. Uh, we're going to talk NRL talk. We're going to be serious. We've got to give what we think of the um, correct our, our correct thoughts. Jimmy, have you done a multi for this week? Have you got any, any interest in a multi for this week? Well, I haven't done a multi, but I have, I have looked at it. It's been, I've had a, a bit of a hail mary bet, something similar to, to one I picked up in the NFL grand final last week. Um, well, which we'll talk about in a minute, and also your NFL, and also I think you you picked up one of the NFL as well. But uh, yeah, uh, if you've got it, we'll talk about your multi, and then please tell us about. 
your Christian Petrakathon in Perth last week. Yeah, so, so the, yeah, the, the, the bet off, I'm just trying to find some value, and it's, if it's, a, it's a massive hard there, it's 100 to 1, but um, I've, I've gone with Stephen Crichton to score the first try, which helps him as Penrith for Weber, I've gone and in the Cameron Murray for the medal, I think South win and Cameron Murray wins the, um, the Churchill medal, I think he's, yeah, I think you'll, obviously, the obvious candidates are, are Reynolds, Reynolds, Cook and Walker, but I think Cameron Murray's been in some pretty good form, and And Crichton into Murray is Jimmy's bet, uh, bet of the round. Now, Jimmy, you've got to tell everybody. Uh, oh, just quickly before I go, the Super League semi final was played this morning over in England after the night before. So the Super League results in the semis. Catalan's Dragons are headed off to the grand final. They belted Hull KR 28 10 on Thursday night English time at the start. Guild. Sorry, James Maloney. James Maloney into another grand final. James Maloney until yet another GF at the start. Gilbert Brutus. Um, uh, that was Catalan Dragons 28, Hull Kingston Rovers. Uh, 10, and then this morning, I was watching this game this morning, um, St. Helens belted the tripe out of Leeds 36-8. It was one-way traffic, some very good footballers playing there, plus Robert Louis, who I don't think should be allowed to be near a football field, but that's that's my opinion. Um, Lachlan Coote playing in his last games for St. Helens before he actually transfers across to Old Hulk AR. Um, it was good to see the St. Helens fans stick it to Leeds Rhinos with a, a, a little bit of dirty play, calling them dirty northern word. I can't say on this podcast, but that carries over from Leeds in, in football as well, and I know being a Manchester United fan that there is no love lost for most from most people in England, particularly on the western side of the Pennines towards Leeds. So good to see that being continued. So the grand final at the magnificent Old Trafford, Saturday the 8th on 9th of October. That'll be Catalan's Dragons and St. Helens at Old Trafford. So that's next week. Jimmy, talk to us through, please, the Christian Petrarca multi that you got up. I know some probably people might know Christian Petrarca is. He's one of the best players in the AFL. And Jimmy had a good day out last week. Jimmy, talk us through it. Just before we mention that, it was the Super League Grand Final at Old Trafford. Good to see a couple of decent sides actually playing at Old Trafford for once too. So um, the dirty Manchester United, as you mentioned, mate, um, not in great form, I wouldn't imagine. Um, Ronaldo probably saved him on the week, uh, through the week. So well done there, um, the 95th minute goal. But yeah, Christian Petrarca, yeah, first goal, same, same bet. Christian Petrarca, first goal into the Norm Smith. Norm Smith's the, the AFL equivalent of the of the Churchill Medal. So yeah, he sort of record in a grand, most disposals in a grand final. So, yeah, a huge Melbourne's first premiership in 54 years. They picked up a nice little $800 little multi there, which is really good. And, um, man, a mate of mine, Terry Ford, picked him up in the player option as well with, with the AFL clubs. So, the great uh, Terry Ford. Another couple of grand there between us. So, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a good little Saturday, a little Saturday night for the AFL after a, a day of mixed results on the punt with the, uh, with the horse racing. Okay. So it, one in one world, but um, at a dollar twenty. But yeah, it was yeah, a good little get. So for similar odds, we'll see how we go with, with the with the rugby league with the rugby league tomorrow night. So we better give a cheer out to the to the tragic Parramatta fan Juice Daly. Be sitting back, probably wondering what if in the grand final. I'm not sure if he'll be enjoying it. The great Juice. Yeah, he, um, yeah. Parramatta beat Penrith in week one, and uh, in. In that game, sorry, in week two, um, Penrith saw average straight sets and then Parramatta come through until last week. So, 
would have been there. A lot of para fans, Juice included, would be, be wondering what if, but that it wasn't to be, and, and Penrith found a way. So, um, Very good. Yeah. And finally, um, the Byron report. How is the great man? He's good, yeah. He's, he's had sun's out today, so he can back outside and he can chase the birds that are trying to eat his the birds like to eat his dog biscuits <laughs> sit out the back so he's forever <laughs> chasing the birds across the deck getting away from his bowl so um, yeah yeah nice nice visit to the groomers yesterday so he actually smells nice all right which is which is what I want as well Jimmy thank you so much for doing this podcast with um, with me this year I, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have I've enjoyed picking your brain every week and you're just listening, sitting back and listening talk to you talk about rugby league. It's been really enjoyable and what's been a difficult season, both locally and in the NRL. But I just wanted to say publicly, thank you very, very much for giving up your time every week. It's been my pleasure and my privilege to have you on. Thank you, sir. Uh, no problem, yeah, it's, been, it's been good fun. Um, yeah, I've been bored too many people. But before we do go, Red, is that, what, what, what do you, I need a first try and a, and a Churchill medalist off you, though. Off, off, Okay, no problems. Off the top of your head. Uh, off the top of my head. First try, Squire, Alex Johnson down the left channel. And the uh, I'm going to go with... No, I'm not going to go predictable. I'll do something a little bit different. I'm going to go with Damien Cook as my Churchill medalist. So it, I've got. if I was doing a multi, I'd be going Johnson into Cook for me. So Cook to Churchill and um, Alex Johnson down the left wing, the first try, Squire. Well, it'll be yeah. Let's see how let's see how close you get. I'll see. Um, it's obviously certainly a, yeah, Damien Cook. If there's a game South where Damien Cook's going to be every chance, um, every chance of getting there. So he's yeah, fantastic player. But all right, we'll see how we go. AJ, I've gone Crichton. I've, I've just gone Crichton. Trade a bit of value up there. But um, yeah, we'll see how we go. We will, Jimmy. Thank you so much. I'll catch up with you shortly, my friend. All the best to you. Thanks, Redis. On behalf of Jimmy Newman, this has been David Redden. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast this year. We'll see you soon. Take care. Enjoy your rugby league tomorrow night. Again, Penrith and Souths, half past seven. Um, as long as the game goes ahead, please watch the new services just in case Anastasia pulls the plug. To, from Jimmy and David, bye-bye for now.